Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin in The Marriage. The sponsors of this program offer no endorsement of the opinions, philosophies, stubbornness, or confusion of the persons represented therein. However, with the conviction that marriage remains the most popular domestic arrangement between friendly people, NBC takes pleasure in presenting by transcription one of the most distinguished couples in the American theater, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin as Liz and Ben Marriott in the new dramatic series, The Marriage. The law firm I work for isn't particularly colorful. We have no lean, rural philosopher peeling apples into his plug hat with his feet on the desk. We have no hard-drinking, superbly muscled young man who solves murders one jump ahead of the police. <laughs> Connolly, the senior partner, is fat, 57, and an expert in corporation tax law. Hochberg, the junior, is an excellent violinist and only went into law because his father-in-law convinced him that a musician couldn't make much of a living. But the other day, an unusual case did come into the office, and I was assigned. I was still thinking about it at home that night as Liz and I lingered over the coffee. Dan, aren't you feeling well? Huh? You've been sitting there with a vacant stare all through dinner. I haven't. Then why did you just pour French dressing in your coffee? Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you another cup. Is there something wrong? No. No, nothing wrong. You just like French dressing in your coffee. I was thinking. Oh. Liz, we could use a larger apartment, couldn't we? With an extra room as a study? Well, I suppose so. Now, don't go counting on it, Liz. I mean, you can't build up a lot of hopes on a wild promise. I'm not building anything on anything. What are you talking about? Well, we have a new client, Jake Hagister. Oh? Don't you get the picture? Is there a picture? Liz, Hagister is big business. He's got a tremendous corporate structure. Has he tried dieting? Liz, it's our big chance. If I handle this case successfully, we might get the business into the firm. Or Hagister might even like my work well enough to... I can't think about that. You can't? You've got your hand on the fence dressing again. Maybe I better drink it black. Ben, what is this case? Well, I'm not supposed to discuss it. Oh, all right. But it's very interesting. Oh, if you can't tell me, it's all right. I suppose I could give you an outline. Oh, Ben, I, I don't want you violating professional practice on my account. Can't I just give you a hint? Oh, no. A little hint? Ben, there is such a thing as the canon of ethics. Oh, yes. Liz, this coffee's stone cold. Darling, you're drinking the cream. I hadn't exactly hidden anything from Liz about Jake Hagister. I'd just sort of accentuated the positive. The negative turned up after dinner when the doorbell rang. Yes? Marriott? Yes? I'm Barney. Oh, you know, Barney. Who is it, Liz? Uh, Barney. Barney? Yeah, Barney. Uh, anything I can do for you? Well, I come for the, uh, well, you know. What are you talking about? You want me to say in front of the lady? Go ahead. 
Oh, I, I come for for the briefs. Oh. Oh, oh, the briefs. Excuse me. You mean the legal papers for Mr. Haggister, don't you? Paper? Oh, oh, yeah, legal papers. <laughs> <laughs> come in. I'll, I'll have to get them together. You wait just a minute. I'll, I'll go get them in the other room. Uh, don't you hurry. I ain't going nowhere. Uh, would you, um, would you like an ashtray? No, that's all right, lady. The cigar ain't lit. I just like to chew it a while after dinner, you know. Oh. Do you work for Mr. Haggister? Oh, Mr. Haggister and me are like this. The thumb is Mr. Haggister. <laughs> I caught the resemblance. Oh, sure. We're very close. Well, I've seen him just tonight at the club. You belong to the same club? Sure, the 12th Ward Comanche Club. Jake... You don't mind if I call Mr. Haggister Jake, huh? Oh, no. I, I think it's delightfully informal of you. Yeah, yeah. It always pays to do Jake Haggister a favor. He's a very great man. He's a prince. He's a real prince. You think well of him. Oh, lady. Lady, you could look all over the West Side. You wouldn't find the prince like Jake Haggister. Why, if you're a friend of his, it's the red carpet. A hack license, bail bond, a rap squared. Well, all the things you'd want a friend to do for you. The little thing. Yeah, it's a little. Of course, uh... I've done things for Jake, like election days. That's your busy time? Oh, like a bee, like a little bee. Run around, pole to pole. I remember once in 1928, I voted 58 times. I was exhausted. Voting? Was that tiring? What, do you think it's easy, bending over, copying names off all them gravestones? You know, a funny thing happened that year. I ran across my old man's stone. Did you vote for him? Well, certainly not. I got too much respect. Mr. Haggerson is in politics. Does he hold office? Well, not since LaGuardia. What seems to be his trouble now? I mean, this this trial. Which one, lady? Oh, is there more than one? Lady, Mr. Haggerson is in court so often, one of the bailiffs thought he was the judge. This case that Mr. Marriott has handled. Oh, that's nothing. Not, don't you believe a word of it? Well, I haven't heard a word of it. Oh, People are always jealous of a man like Mr. Haggister. Well, the little people, you know. You can't believe what they say. Well, what do they say? Well, that story that he trucked out five loads of furniture from that building before the wreckers moved in, that isn't true. It isn't? Oh, no, no. Why, there wasn't more than one lousy truckload in the whole building. Oh. Yeah, and, and that rumor about the marble statue, what, did they say he took it for his lawn? That's a lie. Is it? Oh, sure. He wouldn't have that statue. Why, he made him take it back. Now, I've seen it. Shocking. Lady, would you believe that that statue was in its... Well, excuse me, birthday suit? I'd love to see a marble statue in a birthday suit. Civic integrity, it was called. Can you imagine civic integrity, stark, mother naked, 14 foot tall? It's a fascinating thought. I got the papers here. They weren't in order. Uh, you'll take them right to Mr. Haggister. Oh, sure thing. Tell him I've looked up the law. He was right about that statue. You're telling me it's a disgrace, 14 foot, without a stitch. What was he talking about? Civic integrity. Liz looked at me rather strangely for the rest of the evening. And finally, just before bedtime, she came out with it. Ben. Yes? This is Jake Haggister. Did he? Did he what? Steal civic integrity. Now, the contract didn't specify that he was not entitled to the salvage. Ben, I'm not trying to debate how many lawyers can stand on the head of a pin. 
Was it a crooked deal or wasn't it? Now, you're not being fair, Liz. You don't understand about the law. Everyone is entitled to counsel. The poorest, downtrodden pushcart peddler... I gather Jake Haggister isn't exactly a pushcart peddler. No, but uh, you you can't discriminate against a man just because he happens to be a millionaire. Ben, I may not know the law, but are you really going to defend a crooked grafter when you know he's guilty? A man is innocent until he's proved guilty. He has the right to a fair trial, the full benefit of the law, and a good counsel. Haggister has plenty of lawyers. Why do you have to get mixed up with it? Well, we handled a little something like this once before. Haggister knows that we dug up a very telling case in point. You mean a loophole? Liz, you can't call a legal precedent a loophole. But it's all right to call a loophole a legal precedent. Will you look at the merits of the case? Haggister is a millionaire. All of this stuff he's alleged to have appropriated doesn't amount to peanuts. Now, does that make sense to you? It certainly doesn't. He should give it right back. This isn't any more important to Jake Haggister than sneaking into the subway. Well, I've never sneaked into the subway. Did you ever take an extra nickel you found in the coin slot of a paid telephone? Well, I've never found one. But you looked. Well, that's not the point. But it is the point. Now, look, Liz. The world just doesn't run on copybook morality. There's always been Jake Haggister. That's the way the world is. You've got to accept it. I don't see why. Liz, this is business. All right, all, all right. Hmm. I wonder where we'll put it. What? Too big for the living room. Maybe the bathroom in the tub. What are you talking about? Your fee. I just know Jake Haggister will pay you off with a statue of civic integrity. <laughs> The next evening, Emily came home waving a newspaper clipping triumphantly. Mom, Mom, look, look. Hang up your coat, dear. Daddy, did you see this? In the newspapers. Our name. No. No, I didn't see it. It's on the front page. Haggister Corporation faces trial. I read the article. I didn't see our name. Well, you didn't continue to page 37. Here, listen. Um, city officials claim looting was... Oh, no. No, wait. Oh, here it is. Ben C. Marriott of Connolly, Hotsburg, Marriott and Burns appeared at the preliminary hearing for the Crosstown Corporation. Let me see that. Yes, there it is. Emily, hang up your coat, dear. I showed it to all the kids in school. Did you see this, Liz? No, Emily, your coat. I'll get it, Mom. Daddy, is this the first time your name was in the paper? Uh, no. No, I came second in the junior broad jump in the city championships when I was in high school. But that was only a list. This is an article. Think of all the thousands of people reading this article. Ben C. Marriott of Connolly, Hotsburg, Marriott and Burns. Daddy, do you suppose something might come of this? You know, politics? Well, you can't tell. Might. Do you think you might have your name in the paper again? Of course, Emily. He might win the senior broad jump. Now, please hang up your coat. The case came up, mysteriously moved ahead on the court calendar. Liz stated she wanted to be there for part of the trial just to get my point of view. Unfortunately, she got there a little late and had to wait outside in the corridor. Do you mind if I sit down? (laughs) Suit yourself. It's not my bench. Got a match? I think so. Um, are you here? Thanks. 
Waiting for somebody? My husband. He's in there. Oh. His trial's over. They're just waiting for the verdict. Mm, that's the worst time, isn't it, dear? No, I suppose so. Well, you get used to it. My Albert is in here on this side. Is he? What's yours up for? I beg your pardon? You know, if I told Albert once, I told him 50 times, don't take a bet from a stranger. But would he listen? No. My Albert is obliging. I, I don't think you understand. Sure I do, honey. I've been through it before, twice. Oh, but... Don't worry. Chances are he won't get more than a year if it's a first offense. But my husband hasn't done anything. Mm, sure, honey. You keep right on believing that. Makes it easier when he's up there. But he isn't. I mean, that isn't it. I know. Listen, the first time for Albert, I was always making up stories. He's away for a rescue. He's traveling. He's on a rubber plantation in the Amazon jungle. Now I don't care. I tell him the truth. Let him do me something. You think that's the best way? Sure. Look on it as a vacation for both of you. I never thought of it that way. Hmm. Honey, after he's up there, maybe you'd like to go out together with me? A double date? I could fix you up. Oh, thanks, but I don't... Well, to each his own. If you'll excuse me, I'll find out how my husband is doing. Mm, take my advice. Have him plead guilty and throw himself on the mercy of the court. I remember that. Uh, Bayless. Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm Mrs. Marriott. Oh, oh, are you uh, Councillor Marriott's uh -huh. wife? The uh, judge is handing down the verdict now. Any idea what it'll be? Uh, well, uh, all I can tell you is downstairs in the press room, they're given seven to four on Haggister with no takers. That's good. Well, the Yankees were only six to five. Oh. Um, how is Mr. Marriott doing? Well, now, ma'am, I've seen all the great lawyers. Fallon, Sam Leibowitz, William Travers, Jerome. You mean you, you... compare Ben with them? Yes, ma'am, I do. He ain't as good. Oh. I, I mean, he's young and he'll learn. He is doing a very fine performance. I was on the inside yesterday... And he was cross-examining the building inspector. Boy, it was a pleasure to see him go at it. Jab, jab, jab. Great footwork. Sounds spectacular. Very flashy. At him all the time. Then, when he had him on the ropes, he let him have it. One, two. A knockout? Well, a technical KO. He got him, but he hasn't quite developed the heavy knockout punch that Leibowitz had. Ben was a middleweight in college. Uh, well, that might account for it. Oh, it's all over. Who won? Uh, they'll be coming out in a minute. <laughs> well, congratulations, Mr. Haggister. Uh, you bet, Henry. Here. Oh, thanks. It's thanks. all clear Havana. Thanks, Mr. Ben, Haggister. Ben, where are you, boy? Right here, Mr. Here, you take a cigar. Take a handful. Oh, thanks, I don't smoke them. Well, carry them around. Dress up your coat pocket. <laughs> Hello, Ben. Liz. Didn't you get inside? No, but I had a blow-by-blow -blow account. Is this the missus? Ben, introduce me. Oh, Les, this is Mr. Haggister. How do you do, ma'am? Have a... <laughs> I almost offered you a cigar. Well, I might take it. Is it a good cigar? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Marriott, I want you to know you've got a bright husband. Very brilliant. Oh, I would have said cunning. Yeah, yeah. He sure pulled my chestnuts out of the fire. Ben, I want you and Mrs. Marriott to have dinner with me tonight. Oh, I don't know if you can make three it. of us at my place. Eight o'clock? Well, won't uh, take no for an answer. Oh, uh, excuse me. Commissioner. Commissioner, I want to talk to you. What do you mean, cunning? Either that or shrewd. 
very shrewd. I was a little uncomfortable. I could just see Jake Hagister through Liz's eyes. Big, a little paunchy, bald, red face, and big ham-like hands. The perfect picture of the traditional boss. We drove out to Oyster Bay on the parkway. Hagister's place was a brick house set back on the tremendous lawn with a few giant elms. We parked the car and went up to the door. Ben, I don't see it. What? Civic integrity. Now, that was just a rumor. Well, might as well ring. <laughs> a buzzer. What did you expect? Carolyn's playing Mother McCree? <laughs> Jake opened the door, showed us in. We had drinks. He played recordings of Mozart Quintet. I think it was Mozart. And he didn't comment on them. He just played them. Dinner was quite something. Was uh, that meat all right, Mrs. Marriott? Oh, delicious. I don't think I've ever had it prepared this way. It's in the cutting. The cutting? My father was a meat cutter in the wholesale butchers. I grew up in the business. I remember my father spending all day cutting filly mignon. And then coming home and we had east side stew. That's potatoes and flour with maybe one soup bone. So now I get a kick out of getting a side of beef and cutting it myself. Well, how interesting. Mrs. Marriott, I could show you how to cut 20% of your meat bill just by knowing cuts of meat. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I'm prouder of being a good meat cutter than of being alderman for 12 years. Before LaGuardia threw me out of my ear. Ah, LaGuardia, a great man. You think that? Uh, after he threw you out? Yes. Listen, Mrs. Marriott. LaGuardia left orders I was to be thrown out of his office if I came in. You've got to respect a man like that. I suppose so. I voted for him every time he ran. Rest his soul. Well, who's for more meat? Jake was a good talker. He told stories of early days on the east side, of Tammany politics, and the inside story of half a dozen reform administrations. After dinner, we had coffee in the parlor. <laughs> Liz had her shoes off and her feet tucked up on the couch. You know, I shouldn't tell you this. I wanted it to be a surprise, but I just can't wait. What's that? Ben, I'm really grateful for the job you did. It calls for something a little more than the fee. Oh, no. Really, I... I so I figured I'd get a little something for you. Now, Jake, please, don't. Oh, it's too late. I had it delivered tonight while you're here. It's in front of your house. In front? I hope you won't mind. I want you to enjoy it. Ben told me you were having a little trouble with your car, so I got you a new one. A new car? It's only a two-door sedan, that's all, really. That's all? Well, somebody said I should make it a convertible with wire wheels, and I told him Ben is a good family man. He needs a good family car. Drive it in good health. But, Jake, this... Uh, I don't know what to say. Forget it. Listen, I've got a port wine I want you to try. I'll be right back. Liz? Ben! Oh, it's exciting. You want to take it? Well, you did a good job, didn't you? You earned it. 
I suppose so. I... You said yourself a thing like this doesn't mean anything to him. And it makes him so happy. He's like a big kid. Yeah, I suppose so. I think it's very sweet of him. He's very disarming, isn't he? In a way, he's, he's really delightful. Well, here we are. Oh, you like this port. Ben, there's something else. You know, I have a pretty big business. A lot of contract work, damage suits, insurance claims. I need somebody to work for me exclusive. I like you and I trust you. We could make out a good business deal, arrange for offices in your name. You could probably clear easy 50000 Ben. I, well... Of course, you don't have to give me an answer now. Talk it over with Connolly, anybody I, else. I think I can give you an answer now, Mr. Haggister. Oh? I, I was assigned to this case by the firm. I did the best I could. You weren't guilty, not within the letter of the law, but I couldn't commit myself on a retainer, Mr. Haggister. Uh-huh. You see, when I won this case, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't know whether to be proud or ashamed. I wouldn't feel like taking any other cases, not unless I judged each one individually as it came up. I won't do your business, Mr. Haggister. Not as I understand it. Uh-huh. Then I could give you individual cases. Straight, no wrinkles, no sharpshooting required. But I won't. I've been knocking around the city for a long time. I can recognize a man who, well, who has integrity. I can recognize it, but I can't afford it. Liz? Huh? $50,000 is a lot of money. Yes, it is. You know, if you'd kept on the other side against Hagister, I might have taken it. Just to show you you were wrong. No, you wouldn't have. You seem to change your mind about Jake Hagister. He's a very pleasant man. Sort of left me on my own. I couldn't fool myself by arguing with you. I had to face the decision. You would have anyway. I wonder. I don't. Here we are. Oh, there's a new car. Isn't it shiny? Yeah. Well, we have to give it back, of course. Of course. Such a solid family car. Maybe we shouldn't even tell the kids. They'd be heartbroken. I'm not too happy myself. Oh, it's beautiful. Look. Look, isn't that sweet? A note from Jake on the windshield. What does it say, dear? Oh. Darling, it isn't exactly a note from Jake. It's a summons made out to us <laughs> for parking in front of a fire plug. <laughs> <laughs> Ben and Liz Marriott will be back in just a moment. In the meantime, let us extend an invitation on behalf of our stars, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin, as well as the National Broadcasting Company, to all of you to drop by next week at this time for another half-hour observation and transcription of The Marriage, written by Ernest Canoy. Larry Haynes was heard as Barney, Ed Latimer as the bailiff, Anne was played by Ann Thomas, and Ed Begley 
played the part of Jake Hagister. The Marriage is an NBC radio production directed by Edward King. This is Bob Denton speaking. Liz. Uh, I've been thinking about that traffic ticket. Yeah? I could prove that I wasn't the bona fide owner. You see, under the motor vehicle law of 1937... Dan. Uh, huh? Pay the $10. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good night, Liz. Good night, darling. Hear Frederick March in NBC Star Playhouse tonight on the NBC Radio Network.